0: Game. Many levels in this game. Level 50. Like Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I noticed, so first of all, just so you guys know, I'm recording this the same weekend as All In. Um, I actually have all the matches of the month of the month down for the rest of the year, so those will be knocked out and just uploaded. And when they're released, they were released on those days. But I noticed when I did the Bray Wyatt tribute show, um, the acoustics were different, and actually, because I was trying something new out. And I was in like this, what they call like air quotes, you no know, air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, a quiet room of sorts. So the acoustics are so much different because things are meant to stay quiet, and so like this certain type of um, padding they use in the wall, which I didn't realize it was gonna make me sound that way. Um, cause uh, so yeah, so if you if you guys noticed that, that's the reason why. Um, but anyways, um, so this is the match of the month for October. Um, I'm probably going to be recording all these this this weekend just because I have all these ideas now for it and just ways I want to celebrate uh, these these men. Um, And so, this will be one for October. And this is where we will talk about Terry Funk. And I said in my Terry Funk tribute episode how important he was to the landscape of ECW. And there's no denying that. Like, without Terry Funk, there's no ECW. That's why... When I said he's, he's as important as Jericho was, like Kenny Omega and the Bucks, fans, wrestling fans know them. Jericho has a fan base that surpasses wrestling fans. He's a rock and roll band. Um, they went from covers to now they're doing original music. I believe their song Juice is gold now or platinum, whatever it is. Like they have plaques. They literally travel all across the globe. Um... He also has done stuff on VH1. Like he, he's, 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 a, he's a superstar. No disrespect to any of them. But Terry Funk legitimately saw talent and said, I can work with this person. I can make this person. I can make this person. I can make this person. I really wish that the East is now And, I, and I, you know what? Me, me shut up. I don't know if it's on the, the network. Um, and I don't know how edited it's been on the network because I have the DVD of The Rise and Fall of ECW. Like I have that DVD. That's a DVD I will never give away or sell because it's such a good... It's a three-hour documentary and it is a true love letter to, WC, I mean, to ECW. I wish they would have taken the same love and care that they had for ECW and did it with that WCW documentary because there was way more you could have done with, the EC, with WCW, but... It's three hours. It's a classic DVD. I think it's regarded as the best DVD WWE ever put out. And the fact that you didn't even really have much WWE involvement, as far as like, you didn't see many people. I think I saw Vince McMahon for a couple spots in the interview, before for uh, being interviewed but for the most part, it was ECW talent talking about ECW. Um, but I want to talk about the night he won his one and only ECW World Heavyweight Championship. So essentially, it's going to be two matches, which I kind of already went into great lengths about, but I want to go into even more detail. So essentially, what happened was there was going to be a three-way dance. I said, actually, I made a mistake. I said it was a ladder match. It was not a ladder match. It was just a three-way dance. And it was for a shot at the, w, for the ECW Heavyweight Championship right afterwards. And so it's kind of unfair, but that's what that's how Raven was able to. That's why I always thought Raven's gimmick, once he got to EC, uh, EC, once he got to WWE, it just it had no, they they didn't they didn't know how to push him. And if you think about what his gimmick was, it was pretty genius. It was like MJF for MJF. When I say that, he was it was always it always had to be Raven's rules. It had to be his way in order for you to get a world championship match or this kind of match or that kind of match. And it was one of those situations where it was very interesting because that's what he said. He said, that's the only way I'm going to defend my title is if you, whoever wins, it has to be right afterwards. And these three guys, it was a Sandman, it was Terry Funk, it was Stevie Richards. These three guys beat the hell out of each other. They hit each other with ladders, weapons. It's, it's an ECW match. And uh, Funk hits a moonsault off the top rope to pin, I believe it was Sandman, and then immediately after Raven comes in. And here's the thing: it's, it's interesting at the time. Raven was feuding with Tommy Dreamer, and so this feud was like kind of like, I and, Dr- and Dreamer wasn't hurt. Dreamer just it, Dreamer just legitimately just gave his spot up, you know, um, essentially to Terry Funk. You know, it was, it was supposed it was meant to be Terry Funk's night and and his crowning achievement for everything he did for ECW, and of no, these matches are classic matches. They're, they're they're shit shows. They're ECW matches, and they're shit shows in the best way. But there's a story that they were telling. Like Raven would not give Funk a, a shot at the title. He just ref, he w- refused it. Dreamer had the spot. Air quotes. And her air quotes. She can't even do an air quotes again. And Dreamer said, "You know what? I know this is barely legal. I know this is ECW's first pay per view, but it's beyond that." I, I, it's more important than that. It's for the it's it's, it's for the legacy ECW. It's, this is gonna get things started the way it needs to be. I'm gonna take it. Then have, I'm giving Terry Funk my spot, and that's how Funk got into it. Cause Raven just refused to, you know. And if, let's, if if we can dive into the history, of even the first pay per view, was so important because if you think about it, they weren't supposed to be on pay per view. Like they got first, they got pay per view, and then uh, pay-per-view uh, channels were like, hold a second, you guys are UFC, you guys are real. And probably was like, no, no, we're just a little more hardcore than your average. And then they cut it. So from them having pay-per-view deal to them having no pay-per-view deal. And then in order for some of the pay-per-view sub- uh, channels to like, uh, to exquiesce to them and say, we'll carry you, that's when they had to make a lot of changes. Um, but they almost still didn't do it because even though Paul Heyman gave in to a lot of things like he legitimately didn't give into everything like like they wanted Joey Styles to do to have a play-by play and he said okay no but that but how he got it because a lot of people have watched barely legal and say well dreamer doesn't say anything that was by design it was because he put dreamer there just to Appease, I'm doing air quotes again, the pay per view subscriptions. Like, so they say, so they, he said no at first, and they said, well, we're going to pull the plug. And he said, okay, cool. Dreamer's there. But that's why Dreamer didn't say much. It wasn't, he was never meant to say anything. You know, there's ways that Paul Heyman just found his way around. Certain situations, and so um, it was. It was a mess show, but it, all this happened because of the mass transit inter, uh, situation, which I don't know if we. I, when I now I think about. It, I don't know if we've ever actually brought up the mass track transit situation on, on any of my shows. I don't know if that's ever been. So essentially, what happened was it was a house show that ECW had with New Jack, and it was New Jack. Versus, uh, I can't think about who it was. Oh no, so it was a tag team match. Uh, Balls Mahoney was supposed to be there. Or no, Axel Rodden was supposed to be there, teaming with Devon Dudley. And Axel Rodden couldn't make it because he had a family emergency. And what happened was um, uh, this new kid comes in, brand new, and he says, and, and, if, and if you guys want to hear more detail, go to Hulu if you have it and check out the life and crimes of New Jack. He talks about it in detail there. Um, but essentially what happened was it was this kid who lied about his age, but he really wanted to be a wrestler. And his name was Mass Transit. Uh, I think his real name was like Eric Kulas or something like that. And so he lied about his age and he needed a replacement. So they put him in, um, not really checking anything, but going off his word. So what happened was the kid, according to New Jack, Came in and said, hey, I want to do this, 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 and this. And New Jack was like, you don't have any say in this shit. You're going to get in here, come in here and you're here to get beat up. So New Jack had told Devon, who was his tag team partner, we're well, just going to throw you outside, stay outside. And so, man, he beat this kid up pretty fucking good. And when he beat him up, he beat him up really, really bad. Um, he cut him open because the kid wanted to get juice. And he said that New Jack, and of course these are his words. He said he he tapped him, tapped him, and finally he says he was getting nothing. And finally he just, and then it just start pouring out, which is just, uh, this fucking disgusting thought. Well, what happened after that was his kid's now bleeding like a stuck pig, and now he's still being beat up, and essentially this kid in the being fucked up really bad. I believe he died from. Gastric bypass surgery many many years ago, but um, it, it when this this whole thing went to, to court, this whole thing was this was a big fucking deal, and New Jack got off barely. And according to New Jack from uh, Dark Side of the Ring, he said that they they want him to plead and he was going to do ten years, and he said he he was thinking about pleading, and his lawyer said, well I can get you off here, I can beat this case. And they put Paul Heyman on the stand and a bunch of other stuff. And because the kid lied about his age and they admitted to him lying about his age, on top of that, he was working with a little person who said, no, I rode there with him. I knew he was this old. He, he lied about his age. Because of all those things, that's when they said, OK, cool. Um, he he, he ended up winning the case. I think they ended up trying to get him in civil court. And I, I doubt New Jack. Paid anything, you know? So I just I don't see him paying a dime to them. um But because of that incident, that is the reason why the pay-per-view uh, subscribers. Uh, I keep saying subscribers because I can't. Remember. It's like so foreign now for me to think about pay-per-views. I can't think of the last time I actually purchased. A pay-per-view from a cable subscription company, because even when I bought, what was the last pay-per-view I bought from AEW? I think it was Revolution this year, 2023. I did it on Bleacher Report, so it's like not, it's not your average, it's not, it's like it's, it's, it's a streaming service or streaming app, so it's not like. It's like you're no I can't what was the last pay-per-view I actually you know what I think the last pay-per-view I ordered was? And this is gonna be a mind fuck here. The last pay-per-view I think I ordered was SummerSlam twenty thirteen, where Brian Danielson ended up winning the WWE Championship for the first time. And yeah. Cause that was when me and my ex moved to Atlanta, that's the last time I had cable TV. And I paid for a pay-per-view. That's crazy to me. Because the following year, the WWE Network came out. Yeah. So I haven't bought... Yeah. Okay, I, yeah, so I don't know. Provi- I want to say pay-per-view... Uh, uh, nah, but I had a word in my brain. Uh, providers. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that. So essentially, that's why the pay-per-view providers end up backing out, is because of that whole incident. It just they were on this incredible high and then mass and, I, and honestly I will say this, I don't think and I'm sure for legal reasons, that's why they probably didn't cover it too much in there. Cause I remember at the time I had heard about the mass transit incident, but like I didn't know all the details. And in that particular pay-per-view it was such a love letter that like they didn't they, they they talked about it. It was like, but didn't the mass transit accident happen? They talk about for maybe a good total of two, three minutes, then it moves on to the pay-per-view. So essentially, the providers cut everything off. Then they brought it back, and then they were still about to pull it. The, they were, they were, they were nitpicking. And Paul Heyman, being who he is, he found ways around things. But that's essentially why Tommy Dreamer doesn't actually say anything much, because I, because I have people tell me, man, it's it's really weird having him there, and he just said something every now and then, and it, that's why. So, anyways. That's why uh, Funk was air quotes in the match is because Dreamer said, no, you can have my spot, Terry. Just make sure you do it. So he hits a moonsault, which was one of the, if you guys think uh, Charlotte Flair has a horrible moonsault, Terry Funk had a fucking horrible moonsault. He does the fucking moonsault, gets the pin on um, Sandman. Raven comes in and starts beating him up. And um, next thing you know, like Dreamer can see no more. He gets up, he goes to run and 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 uh help out his mentor, his friend. Raven and uh and some other people in Raven's flock beat Dreamer down. Raven goes for their even flow D D T, which I still think obviously no one will be as perfect as uh Jake Roberts was with it. Um but Raven, I still loved Ravens even flow DDT. I just, I just, I'm a, I'm a, I just did. I just do, you know. Um, actually, I'm actually a huge Raven fan actually. But anyways, he went for it. Small package, one, two, three. Terry Funk is your ECW Heavyweight Champion, and um it was just a great moment for ECW. Great moment for Terry Funk and his legacy and what he did for that company and uh, and, and what he and, and it's just to me. You will never write the book of professional wrestling without naming Terry Funk. And actually, you know, I've thought a lot about this recently with the potential retirement of Edge. I don't think he's retired, but I think he's gonna. We're probably gonna see. I'm not. I don't know if that's his last match in WWE. But if I had to take a small little uh, prediction here, I could. I could see us only seeing him for maybe less than 10 matches. And that's not much of a prediction. I know. But I feel like at least with Goldberg we're gonna, we're seeing one more match, right? Which I was never a big Goldberg fan, but I feel like Edge is gonna do the Sting. If he if someone really intrigues him, he will work with them, you know. And the fact that Sting could work with all these people but do it in tag team form is still fucking cool, you know. That's so why that's why he's so excited. And um, it's one of those situations where I think Edge is gonna be the same way. As long as he can still do his part, I could see him still wrestling. But I do think because edge wants to end on top like looking his best i think it's gonna be like less. I, I, see i want to say less than five but if he signs with aew at some point I, it's gonna be more than fucking five matches you just know it is so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i'm gonna say 10, ten and under um but the point of it is is that I, I, my point saying that was sorry i've been thinking long and hard like people have been hitting me up with who's your mount rushmore wrestling and i, I I, I, I something I would need to think about, but then someone hit me with a question of, man, you just did a top fifty list of hip hop. What's your top fifty of pro wrestling? And I was like, ooh, that's something I would have to really think about, you know. And I wouldn't put them in order. You guys know I hate doing order, but I would I would truly have to think about that. And I'm thinking about doing that as like part of the end of the year type thing, where it's like an end of the year um, special type of show we do on a Monday. Um, that's what I'm thinking about doing. I'm probably gonna start that list now, um, but for me Terry Funk's in my top fifty. If 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 gun to head right now Terry Funk is in my top fifty, because of moments like that, like he validated you no know, matter what you think about ECW, and look here I get it I'm not a death match person and very much I I've noticed how I've never truly been a uh, hardcore wrestling fan either. I've been a fan of Okay, I can watch it to a certain point. But, you know, even when I was younger and, like, those chair shots were, like, air quotes, allowed to the head, that always still bothered me. Like, I always made me queasy. So, I think I'm just one of those fans that enjoy something different from time to time. And ECW was different from WCW, the cruiserweights. ECW was different from WWE and the gimmicks and stuff like that. So, anyways... Um, That is your match of the month for October. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Just me going into more detail about that night and what happened and how we got to that night from the pay-per-view providers to uh, the mass transit incident. So um, I'm Soul Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently and we are out.